2: Everyone else. He doesn't do stuffy speeches or policy programs. He's not going to bore you with entitlement projections or some scary stuff about the Korean Peninsula. Beto's got a skateboard and wears Nirvana t shirts. His vision for this country is 1995. That was a year he was living way uptown in this walk up and working as a manny and knew this dude on West 112th Street with some of the stickiest bud in Manhattan. Indica. little heavy, but sweet. It was a good time. <laughs> That's Tucker Carlson's <laughs> rant. Then, then he went into like about a, Beto a blow riff,
0: too. Oh, that was that was something else. Uh,
2: I'm not sure what I know. that was all about, it, I don't honestly, know but either. it was hilarious. I
0: don't know either, but it was very funny, except he was he was not presenting it in a funny manner. He was angry about it, but I thought it
2: was very funny. Well, you know me, I suck the fun out of everything, Jack, and I was struck by two things in his rant. Number one, that Beto's uh, uh, website has no like positions or policies. It's just kind of glamour, that which is, is smart.
3: Is a good idea.
2: If it's smart, if the politics of the nation are stupid, and they are, and they are, and it's, and you want to get elected president, so that's what you do. Second thing is he has uh, an English website and uh, website in español, and his slogan on the English website is "Beto for America," and on the Spanish website it's "Beto for All."
4: There you go. If that doesn't trouble you, you're a sap. I saw a really funny Beto attack, quote-unquote, attack ad yesterday that was really going after this whole, he's not a skater, man. Stop calling him a skater. Wow.
2: <laughs> Questioning his authenticity.
4: Yeah. I've seen you on a skateboard. Right, but they're saying that they, they're they're essentially saying just because you can stand upright on a skateboard does not mean you came from skateboard culture. Right. And Straight out of dogtown, man. I mean it's it's done lightheartedly, but it's actually it's pretty funny. I'll see if I can track that down. <laughs> yeah, that whole
0: skateboard world thingy, like I posted that picture of me and my new BMX bike that I got to ride with my son, and the BMX crowd that responded to it on Twitter, like with the real commentary on the bike and stuff like that. Like, yes. They're they're into
1: that stuff. Yeah.
0: I am riding brakeless. Which is a bold move. Oh, yeah, man of your age, <laughs> bold's one word for it. I, I I bought the bike not recognizing it didn't have brakes on it until I uh, until later.
2: But I am riding brakeless. What if you? Getting back to Beto, what if you worked at a company and like you'd really invested your uh, your time and your energy into it's your career, and they announced they're going to hire a new CEO. And, and here's the reason why. And it's a company that's small enough that the CEO really affects you. Here's why. He's young and he skateboards and he's just handsome. And nobody ever discusses if he knows anything at all about insurance or anything. But he's really charming. I mean, you would think as an adult, that's bizarre. You'd also think it was bizarre if he it's he's, a joke, if right? you said
0: he's nearly
2: 80 years old. Right. <laughs> that would be an odd move, too. <laughs> yeah. Politics is strange. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, hey, listen to this now. Maybe you've heard about the fantastically handsome, pretty at the buttercup governor of California not only granting a reprieve from execution for all 737 inmates on California's death row. But he ordered the shuttering of the execution chamber and discarding the state's capital punishment protocol, which has been put in over the last 13 years painstakingly by lawyers and judges and the rest of it. Now, granted, uh, California ain't executed nobody since 2006, 13 years. But there's some really terrific coverage of this in the San Diego Union-Tribune. And there are just a couple of facts here that I thought you might find interesting. Um, first of all, a Survey USA poll done this week showed, and and the margin of error is pretty substantial. It's six and a half percent in this poll. The sample size wasn't enormous, but if you know anything about statistics, it's valid within about six percent. Sixty percent said they strongly support the death penalty. Twenty-six percent were opposed. Leaving it would appear about fourteen percent were a little wishy-washy or. Um, So, you know, I've seen different polls on this, but it's absolutely clear that a majority of Americans are okay with the death penalty. Yeah. You know, as a libertarian, I I want it to be incredibly careful before the state takes a life because our history is not really good.
0: Now, I've decided I'm against it. Uh, I was for it my whole life then decided I'm against it for a variety of reasons. I don't want them to ever get out, but I don't want
2: to pay a gazillion dollars extra for the occasional execution. Right, right, yeah. Um, my problem with this thing is just that you've got an executive, the chief executive of California, overturning the repeated votes of the people because it's come up in California over and over again. And everybody, well, not everybody, a majority votes yes over and over again, and that's the problem. But I thought, um, I thought that was really interesting in terms of statistics. And then I wanted to share this with you. Just last month... The Cal Unicornia Supreme Court upheld the death sentence for David Westerfield, who was convicted of the 2002 killing of a seven-year-old little girl.
0: Yeah. You read through the crimes that that, that these people ended up on uh, death row for, and you want to kill them yourselves. I, oh, they're I, monsters. I I'd kill them myself. I'm not, I'm not anti-killing these people. That doesn't bother
2: me. Yeah, they're they're, uh, they're inhuman They monsters. deserve to be dead. Right. Um, But the interesting aspect of that, to me, is this guy was convicted of a killing in 2002. 17 years later, his first appeal has been turned down. There are multiple appeals lying ahead. Right. The system...
0: You know, so your argument would be if you're pro-death penalty, then fix the system. It just ain't going to happen.
2: Yeah, just at at some point, you've got to fight the battles you think you can win. You've got to be realistic about it. I have a fair amount of sympathy for people who voted, and there was a specific vote. There were a couple of competing propositions in California. One said, look, it costs tens of millions of dollars a year, maybe more, maybe a 100 million a year, to run their fake death penalty system. Just stop it, because nobody ever gets executed. Stop it. And the other proposition said, "No, we got to reform the system so the will of the people is 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 executed." Poor choice of words. Well, maybe great choice of words. Anyway, um, and that one won, but nothing's happened.
0: You see, one of the things that turned me on the death penalty is um, there are a number of studies that show that, uh, and I haven't been in this position, so you know I don't get to claim I know what it'd be like. But there have been some studies that show. You wait and wait and wait for the scumbag who killed your mom or your daughter or whatever to get executed, thinking that's going to give you some sort of relief. And it doesn't. It doesn't do anything. Right. It brings no consolation. It brings the, no the closure. Victims, There's no nothing. In. So to quote, uh, who said, to quote Nancy Pelosi talking about Trump, he's not worth it. That effing scumbag in prison that took somebody you love away from you is not worth all that taxpayer money that could be spent on so many other things you care about. It's not going
2: to, he's, he's in a tiny little hole, he ain't never getting out. Right. He'll rot in prison. Meanwhile, you, according to the, the studies and the writings about this, are waiting for decades for satisfaction. And that satisfaction will never come. Even if he is executed, or she in some cases, even if they are executed, um, you won't get that satisfaction you're looking for. So the rest of us think, good! The execution is the justice has been granted. We, the people, I get our satisfaction. In, but, yeah, so, and, and the thinking is that if, if say, somebody very close to you is murdered, God help us all, you know, there but for the grace of God. And they are sentenced to life with no parole. Boom. That, that's done. So we got this test. That's done. You don't have to wait decades hoping for done. Done is already done. We
0: got this text. So you're fine with prisoners getting lifetime medical food, education, exercise, and the like. It's
2: actually cheaper than the death penalty. Well, no, see, that's a very that's a silly argument. Either you didn't have the time or the brain power to construct a better one, but no, we hate it. But you've got to be realistic. It's, no, it it's, sucks it's...
0: spending in California seventy to eighty thousand dollars a year for that person for the rest of their lives, but it's actually cheaper. Than if they got the death penalty.
2: Well, right, yeah, and well, well, and it, what do you mean? Ch- well, yeah, it's cheaper than if they got the death penalty. But every single one of those expenses that the lifer gets, the death penalty guys incur, sure, because they live till they they die of old age, in in blue states. So, you're getting nothing for your money. The taxpayer pays for all those appeals. It's tens of millions of dollars. Which is and more, we get nothing. Which
0: is more than the cost of food and everything else for the, them to die in, in jail. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so no, I'm not I happy hate that about, it's about that. It, way. I'm just trying to
2: be realistic.
0: Yeah, there's some of these people, you know, that the, they absolutely, beyond a doubt, you know they're guilty. It's too bad you can't have a, you know, as they say, a 32 cent bullet put an end to it. And there's no more taxpayer money, period. Yep. Because they have no right to live at all, and uh, but that's just the that's just the way it is.
2: Yep. That ain't going to change. It's part of being a grown up is you have to accept the things you can't change. And you know, all right, some of you think we're defeatists or whatever. I'm just I've I've seen that battle played out over the many many years, and it's just it's not going to be won.
4: What Text about lines. changing the things we cannot accept, Joe? I don't know. I was trying to turn the phrase around.
2: The text
0: line is 415-295-KFTC if you want to jump in. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, there are some TV shows and movies coming out that I want to tell you about so you catch catch on to them.
2: Oh, man. I'm back on the Veep bandwagon. I've never seen a minute on of the Veep. home box office. It's that's a, so funny. It's, 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 it's mind-boggling. Elaine from Seinfeld? It's right, Elaine. It's mind-bogglingly funny. Okay. Oh, it's...
0: Oh, I want to hear about that. Unbelievable. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and
4: Getty. The
2: conscience of the nation.
3: is not a good skateboarder, not even close. The way he handles his board, it's like he's a nervous little kid. Anybody who had one cool friend in middle school could do what Beto did that night in that fast food parking lot. It's not impressive.
4: Beto might be goofy, but when it comes to the
3: idea that he's a skater, he's definitely riding fakey. When you think about just how bad Beto is on the stuntwood, I don't even know if he's the best skater in the Dem primaries. Kamala (laughs) Harris might be better, or Blunt slide Bernie Sanders. Even tail drag Tulsi Gabber could probably skate circles around our friend Tight Trucks Beto. <laughs> wow! A skating-oriented Tight, attack act!
2: Tight Trucks Beto. Oh, wow. What a
4: great skateboard slam. Wow. When it comes to being wow. a skater, he's definitely riding faky. You know, I've seen him
0: I've seen him do that corner turn there in the parking lot yes. of whatever restaurant that is. Yes. A thousand times, well, not that many, but a hundred times, and yeah. several times in the last couple of days. And I can do that. And I'm yeah, I'm significantly older and that not a skateboarder. A sh- and shocking indictment. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not dunking a basketball or something,
4: right? It, Good old tight trucks, beta. <laughs>
2: <and> wow, <laughs> that's, that's funny. funny.
4: Uh, that full attack ad is available at ArmstrongandGetty.com if you that, want to if you want to check funny. it out. Attack ad.
0: <laughs> so, so, number of things to alert you to. Uh, which do I go with this first? Oh, this alert, Bonnie, alert! This Bonnie and Clyde movie that's coming out called Highwaymen. It's supposed to be a more realistic view of the end of the 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 uh, well, the end of Bonnie and Clyde, mm. who murder- were
2: an actual uh, murderous uh, robber team in the what '30s, '20s, who were murderous scumbags
0: that we turned into folk heroes the way we still do today. For instance, with this guy who killed 50 people in mosques in New Zealand. Yeah. We, we've we always had this need to do this kind of for some reason, it's I guess. It's a lurid
2: fascination. Yep. I don't
0: know what that is. But anyway, this is supposed to be a more... It's a lurid fascination. More gruesome uh, reality, but it's Woody, oh, Har- Woody Harrelson, Kevin Costner, and Thomas Mann are the uh, the three men who gunned down Bonnie and Clyde. That's a pretty good cast right there. And they went to the actual place in Louisiana where it happened, the actual road, the actual turn in the road where they laid in wait for uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Wow. In uh nineteen thirty four and
2: husband and wife uh, team, right? Yep, riddled. back when marriages
0: stayed together, Jack. <laughs> riddled their car with hundred and sixty seven bullets in less than yeah, twenty seconds. That ought to do it. The car the killing them both, and then the car traveled around the country on a carnival like tour and people would uh go see it. Yikes. Well, that was a
2: different time, wasn't it? <laughs> the uh the feds had machine guns, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So this this looks I mean, like it have taken, to be
2: an octopus to squeeze off that many shots with revolvers. Yeah,
4: focusing on the perspective of the uh, the, the the people who caught them. It seems like what this yeah. this movie yeah is, yeah yeah actually right. yeah, actually, yeah that,
2: that's true. Right. But anyway, so it looks it, pretty it good. Focuses on apprehending terrible criminals. I like that. I
0: appreciate that. Looks pretty good. And then uh, this other movie that um, I'm excited about, Apollo Eleven. Which is it out? It's a documentary. Brett Stevens from the New York Times wrote an opinion piece on it. He said he watched it twice in the last week. How Neil Armstrong stayed humble. Your uncle. He refused to become a celebrity in the era of relentless puffery and self-promotion.
4: Which I like the sound of that. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this movie's currently out.
0: There's a short scene near the end of Apollo 11, the thrilling new documentary about history's greatest space flight, in which Mike Collins, Buzz Aldrin, and Neil Armstrong make a TV broadcast on their way home from the moon. We'd like to give a special thanks to all those Americans who built the spacecraft, who did the construction, design, the tests, and put their heart and abilities into the crafts. To those people tonight, we give a special thank you. The film cuts to a shot of thousands of technicians assembled in an immense hangar, beaming with pride. At the zenith of his fame, the hero proves his worth by honoring those to whom the glory is truly owed.
2: And then he gave his Instagram handle, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And, uh, and hell up a Coca-Cola because he was getting paid $2 million by Coke. Right. If you like to... more of this
4: content, <laughs> smash that follow button, everybody.
0: <laughs> I watched Apollo 11 twice this weekend and came away with a couple of impressions. One was the scale. The transporter that moves the Saturn V rocket to the launch pad, both 363 feet tall, 36-story building great, is Scott. the rocket that shot into space. That's a bomb. That's impossible to even imagine a 36-story building with a bomb on the bottom
2: right. that shoots it to space. Well, that's one of the most useful descriptions I ever heard was a rocket is a bomb, but all of the energy comes out of one little point. And it
4: hurls this little cage into space. I mean, good God. This movie's got the ever-rare 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes as well.
0: People lining up for miles to watch. The shuddering noise and force of liftoff. Speeds accelerating to 24,000 miles an hour. I want to watch it right now. Re-entry temperatures hitting 5,000 5, degrees
2: Fahrenheit. That would be outside of the capsule, capsule I'm thinking? Yeah. It was 5,000 inside. That Well, hmm. Uh, the look of the suppressed
0: nervousness on Collins' face is being suited up on the morning of the flight yeah <laughs> oh man the biometric data showing Armstrong's heart pounding at 156 beats a minute at the moment the eagle touches down belying his reputation as Mr.
2: Cool well yeah except well, yeah come on now courage only exists where there is fear
4: the fact that he was able to do that wall, his—that's cool. Being that that is—that's—that's that's that's why definition. he's a hero. That's exactly. what cool is. Exactly.
0: Hundred and fifty. Wow. Why not they never hurt What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
3: Well, a fallout from the college admissions scandal continues. We've got another alleged roundup cancer connection case going to trial, and we have yet another study connecting social media to social damage. Coming up, and we need to hear all these.
0: We need to hear these stories. It's bad for you. That and everything else. Oh, and you were going to talk about Veep, which I want to hear about, because I've never watched the show. Hilarious. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. I guess I changed my mind. So, one more thing this new Woody Harrelson movie with Kevin Costner about Bonnie and Clyde. So. After Bonnie and Clyde are uh, gunned down out on the highway and then their car with their bodies in its uh, uh, hauled back to town, a mob of people surrounded the car realizing what had happened. People were trying to cut off Clyde's trigger finger. People were cutting hair off of Bonnie for souvenirs.
2: Wow. You are a strange beast. We are. Yeah, no kidding. We are. Wow, trying to cut off his trigger finger. What are you gonna do with that?
0: how gruesome! Put it is in a box. Cutting <laughs> off a person's finger,
2: anyway. Hey, he's dead. He's not gonna miss it. Well, yeah, but that's just. I'm gonna get a hundred dollars on this for this on eBay when they invent eBay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Barbaric! <laughs> and they just barely invented the radio at that time, right? Um, let's get the news now, with Marshall Felice. All
3: right, switching gears. Got a quick update about the attacks in the mosque in New Zealand. Forty-nine people confirmed dead. Another forty-plus injured. After what's being called a terrorist attack, the attackers opening fire inside two mosques during Friday prayers.
0: Okay, getting back to Bonnie and Clyde, though. So, um, our usual complaint holding true today, this scumbag kills all these people. Got a picture of him in a leather jacket I just saw in the New York Post. Looking all cool. And then his rambling manifesto, they pick out choice bits of it to show to you, because this is why he was mad, and here's the cool guy and why he did it which, is Joe says, is advertising to the world of crazy people that if you want everybody to hear what you have to say, they're never going to print it in the newspaper. Nope. But if you kill some people, they will. You can buy the coverage by killing a bunch of people. That's the formula. But back in the day, as with Bonnie Glide, Jesse James, whoever, going back in the day, when we would catch these scumbags and kill them, we would take their car, or their bodies around and show people, lay their body out. Look at this dead loser Full of bullet holes, this tongue hanging out of his mouth. That's where he is now. That's how you end up. He's not cool. They didn't send around
4: photos of them looking their coolest. At what point did the kind of romanticization of the Bonnie and Clyde mythology take over then? I don't know. It's always existed. Yeah, Part
2: of the the bullet riddled, uh, bloated, tongued corpse thing was to combat it. So little kids wouldn't get the idea it's cool. Right. But now,
0: after we catch them, instead of having their bloated body shown to make the point... No, we, we go back to the
3: cool stuff and we try to... We make them into right. superheroes. Yeah, it's right. Right. signal
4: boost their social media feed. Yeah. Exactly.
3: A case alleging Roundup weed killer causes cancer is going to a federal jury. Lawyers for both sides wow. delivered their closing this is arguments. Cause
0: the, the main argument is uh, lymphoma, Yeah, which is what I had, and I've used a lot of Roundup in my life, a lot, and um, I'm interested in this. My wife won't let us use Roundup at our house, which makes it impossible to take care of weeds, by the way. Oof. You're not willing to use Roundup,
3: but... Um, Now, I'm interested to see how this turns out. Yeah, lawyers for both sides delivered their closing arguments in the trial of a California man who alleges that Bayer's Roundup caused his cancer. There are over 11,000 suits that have now been filed against Roundup and its manufacturer. The case by Edward Hardiman in San Francisco Federal Court is only the second one to go to trial. Shares in Bayer plunged in August after another California man was awarded $289 million by a state court that found Roundup caused his cancer. That case, of course, is being appealed as this one but probably will. What's the will science be. behind it, or does the science the not science matter? Science
0: is
2: 12 jurors.
0: The, so you present your science. Mm-hmm. That you've got, maybe Mm -hmm. it's good, maybe it's not, maybe it's one study that kind of shows it. Right. But if 12 jurors buy it, then you get the money. Why haven't I done this? Or 12 jurors. i got to do the
2: same thing. Why haven't I sued Roundup? And I don't know what's true and what's not, but I've been on multiple juries. And I'll tell you, it could easily be 12 jurors who just thought, that poor man, he he deserves something.
4: And that's as far as the
0: rational analysis goes. My looking into it as a guy who had the very cancer they're talking about. Uh, and used a lot of Roundup is there's not enough science to show that that's the case. And I've used all kinds of heinous chemicals my whole life, just like everybody else. And people just get cancer randomly. Nobody knows why.
3: The daughters of Full House actress Lori Lofton are reportedly leaving USC before facing possible expulsion. TMZ is reporting that Olivia and Isabella are withdrawing from the university because they're afraid of being viciously bullied. Laughlin and her fashion designer husband are accused of paying a half a million dollars to have their daughters designated as recruits for the crew team at USC, despite never participating in the sport. So
0: these
4: precious uh, I lost in- my whore. Instagram influencers have dropped out of college because they're going to be bullied. I would like to have a distinct differentiation between ruthless mockery and vicious bullying. Please. Yeah, it's yeah. a good, yeah. good, good one. Two different things. Yeah. How good
2: about one. Ruthful mockery? You know, yeah.
4: I'm, I'm okay with that. How's class going?
2: Well, that's mockery.
0: Now isn't, not ruthless. Isn't one of those daughters the one that said, I'm not really into the education stuff, I'm yep. just here to see the whole party scene? Yeah, that was yep, the one yep. who ended up on the,
4: the USC chancellor's yacht when she right. heard the news of right. her mom And, being and if arrested. I make fun
0: of you then, I'm a bad person somehow. Right.
4: I, I'm All a right. bully because I point <laughs> out how you're an idiot.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Social media may indeed be causing a rise in mental health disorders in teenagers. Another study, a new study found the amount of U.S. teens and young adults who experienced mental dis- uh, de- uh, distress, depression, and suicidal thoughts or actions rose significantly over the last 10 years. There was an especially large spike in 2011, which researchers cite as the year social media emerged. It is Roughly on par with a
2: study showing hitting yourself in the head with a hammer can cause skull injuries. At this point, it is settled science. It's the opposite of the roundup thing we were talking about. Right. It is absolutely settled science. I'm gonna I'm gonna text my youngest today and say, look, I don't know how aware you are of this stuff, but I want you to well read it, learn it, be right. aware of it. Right.
0: So, um, you had a you had some stats that young people aren't falling in love as often.
2: Yeah, something like 30% fewer people between your prime fallen-in-love years, 1834, right. report that they are in love than, like, the late 80s. Wow. I didn't, you know... Is, I, is
0: that is that fit into this, or is that just something else going on in our oh yeah,
2: we-don't-get-married-and-have-kids so. yeah. culture? Or? Virtual connection has taken the place of real connection right. in I, many, many ways. I think people fell in love too easy
4: back in the day. <laughs>
2: Sean, coming out anti-love. That voice should be
3: expressed.
4: I know I have... I know I have fallen in love too easily. If you love everybody, have you ever actually loved anybody?
3: Hmm? Think about I, it. What if I love chocolate milk? <laughs> Please <laughs> be
4: quiet. If I really love chocolate milk, oh does boy. that count as something? Oh, oh,
2: okay.
3: Man. Hey, what, what? You
2: know that reminds me of the uh, third grade jibe. Man, I love pizza. Sure. Why don't you marry it? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That was back when people had the capacity to fall in love. Fall in love that right. was good times. With various food products. I, I actually have been in love with pizzas. <laughs> Deeply.
3: And (laughs) consummated the relationship. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, I'll tell you what. On that note, I'm going to wrap it up. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And
4: when it has left you, i.e. you ate it, you cry. (laughs) <laughs> once it leaves you. Exactly. Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. <laughs> yes. I'm tempted to continue that metaphor. But for
2: once in my life, my
4: better judgment has gotten uh, hold of me. That
2: is
0: amazing. If that is true, if people are falling in love substantially
2: less. Wow.
1: Wow. wow. Like, how
2: yeah. How does that even
3: happen? Tra- what? Do do <laughs> I'm I,
2: I, we will book you the author of this book I am referring to. Well, it's fascinating tale. Really, really thought provoking. That's uh, it's sad, isn't it? Oh, it's it's awful, huh? It, it is. It's, it's it's the vanishing of joy from a lot of people's lives.
0: It's gonna change pop music. What are you going to write about if it's not about falling in love or getting over a heartbreak? I'm trying to nourish the
2: soul here, and you're worried about crap like we're
3: listening to right now?
0: (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you, it's Friday. I'm in love. Monday,
0: Unfortunately, the uh, story that's getting the most attention of the day, um 49 killed by a mass shooter in New Zealand. The usual sort of thing. Scumbag walks into a, a whatever. In this case, it's a mosque. Killed a bunch of people praying. Disgusting. The usual story. All the usual comments. Um, but one unique aspect, he wore a GoPro on his head and live streamed it. Um, I've read descriptions of it, which I really don't even want to say on the radio because I don't want to bum you out, but it's no. it's what you would expect. And it was out there for a while. They yanked it down from his Twitter feed and off of uh, Facebook or wherever it was. YouTube, YouTube, yeah. wherever it was. But I guarantee you there are versions out there. I, I, I came across a site last night that claimed it had the version. I didn't click on it. It might have been Russians trying to get into my computer for a while. Yeah. But I guarantee it's out there somewhere. I, I wouldn't watch that. I mean, because that's got to be just gruesome.
4: Yeah, yeah, awful, awful.
2: But but that's we're not that next level. Well, it's Natural Born Killers, the what '90s uh, Oliver Stone movie. If I ever had a chance to talk to Oliver Stone,
0: it would be I would ask him about that. How did you see this
2: coming? I'd ask him why are you so crazy?
0: Because I thought it was over the top in in his movie Natural Born Killers, where you had the you had the uh, the guy with the microphone the the TV news reporter right there with the killer so what are, what are you thinking right now well we just want to kill these and I just thought you know it's
2: it's art it's trying to it's he's trying to, to m- make a point but sure through completely, grotesque exaggeration yeah com- uh, well it's not ex- exaggeration anymore Well right yeah exactly it's, but the GoPro thing is the absolute natural extension of what we've been talking about how people buy fame and being heard through creating a bunch of dead bodies. And the networks, CNN, all of the networks, virtually all of the media except us, joins in that unholy transaction. You give me at least ten bodies, and I'll make sure everybody knows what your grievances are. And I will air super cool pictures of you, and I will I will publish your manifesto. But you got to give me ten or more bodies. That's what the news media says. We won't participate in it. It's disgusting.
0: Let me know when you get that montage ready. Oh, you do right now? I just want to mention this real quick. I got a couple here who ate at the same restaurant six days a week for 15 years. That's some relationship <sighs> a minute. Minute. right there. I, I could do that, by the way.
2: Six days a week for 15 years? Oh, yeah. yes.
0: married couple. <sighs> and, and it's a restaurant i've eaten at many many times but. it didn't have to do a lot of dishes got that going for them they got a lot of good food there it's a barbecue place They got a lot of choices i could eat there every day
2: wouldn't we wouldn't It'd be a have to be any. a pretty extensive menu for it me would,
0: it would be the cost and how fat i get would hold me back yeah. I, I wouldn't get tired of food because i can eat the same thing as like long it. as
2: you can slide into the booth i'd say you're good to go <laughs> the t- that the, night <laughs> comes with your oh this is hot I, you can't even physically get in the booth
0: Texas Roadhouse in uh, Wichita, which is where our family eats when we go for what we call Cousin Christmas.
2: Texas Roadhouse. That's a
0: chain, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But (laughs) six days a week. What do they do that other seventh day? I got like a bologna sandwich. (laughs) We'll be back at it tomorrow. (laughs)
2: We're eating salads today. (laughs) That'll take care of it. 15 years, six days a week. That's amazing. uh, Listen, I don't know. I keep saying we're going to talk about Veep, the show Veep. I. the only thing I have to say, I get the home box office now. I didn't for years because I'm cheap, um, but uh, now I'm into the Game of Thrones. I'm just Judy and I are totally addicted to it. It's it's insane. <laughs> You're I, thronies. I, you wear the costumes when lot, the show's on a lot. We have rubber dragons hanging all over the house from the <laughs> the ceiling tiles, <clears throat> and so I'm into it and. And I'd watched Veep a handful of times. I can't even remember hotel rooms or we had like the introductory six weeks free or whatever. It's a comedy with Elaine from Seinfeld. Right, yeah. Uh, Although I think she's more famous maybe for Veep now than she was for yeah, Seinfeld. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, yeah. Currently, she is definitely. That show is so funny, it's difficult to even describe. you got to be into politics. Okay. You really, that really, really helps. Seems like I would like it. Um And it moves with blinding speed. I mean, the number of quicks and quick lines, and they just drop it in And as they're walking away and stuff. It's, it is the most bitterly sarcastic show ever to air on TV, and she is one of the worst human beings, her character.
0: Hasn't she won, like, six Emmys for that?
2: Oh, yeah. She should. It's great. Yeah, and, but the whole cast is just astoundingly funny. But, you know, humor's it's a very personal taste. It's like music. Judy, and if you turn into Veep, just odd, if
0: you tune into Veep and you don't like it, then there's probably something wrong with it,
2: and and you should be angry at us for saying it's good, <laughs> judging by the emails. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I find it absolutely hilarious. On a different TV show, Tucker Carlson last night. Oh, ran- and the, I think the final season's going to air starting any minute now. I'll uh, I'll look for that any minute now.
4: Um, at the end of the month.
2: Well, sure. I don't know. I don't work for HBO. Is it the end of the yeah. month? Okay. Yeah. So as
4: I
0: said yesterday morning, I feel like Beto O'Rourke is going to suck all the oxygen out of the room for a lot of candidates because the media friggin' loves him. And he's also really good. He's really good at this. But, there's no uh, substance. There's a lot, which is smart. There's a lot of candidates that are going to like, be, over here, hey, I got a, a plan for global... No? he <laughs> um, Please. Tucker Carlson pointed out the fawning coverage of the media yesterday about Beto O'Rourke's announcement.
4: Beto O'Rourke, the social media phenom.
3: Despite his loss to Ted Cruz, the rock and roll loving 46-year-old caught the nation's attention. His offbeat social media posts appealing to a younger generation, even taking a skateboarding at Whataburger. His Senate candidacy winning the endorsement of celebrities like Beyonce.
2: Try to explain that to the Founding Fathers. And then they had like four or five clips in a row of him being called a rock star, didn't they? Well, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. No kidding. G-Dub? Jefferson, he might attack him physically. So he's... Of course, you know, back in the day, Jefferson was like, he was like six foot 103 pounds, right? People were very thin back then. So Beto is... You got to work the body. You're fighting a like really underweight founding father. You got to work the body, (laughs) kill the body, and the head will. Wow! Some boxing statement. So Beto doesn't have
0: policy positions on his website.
2: No, that's what I'm told. That's a good idea. It's a terrifying. uh, The fact that it's a good idea is terrifying.
0: Well, policy. The policy thing's over. That that ended last election. Um, I remember seeing an interview with who was the guy governor from Louisiana that was supposed to be a big, nobody deal. knows Bobby Jindal, Bobby Jindal. And a lot of people thought he was, oh boy, he was an up and counter. He's going to be a really big thing. And he had all these policy papers and everything like that. And I saw an interview after he dropped out of the race. Cause he never, I don't think he ever cracked 1%. And he said, I crafted all these policy papers and positions and was ready to defend them. And, and then uh, eventually realized that's just not what this is election is about. Mm. Well, I think that was the beginning of a trend. Who knows how long it'll last? And in Barack Obama, he knew this himself when he was running—that people were putting their ideas of what he would do on him. Right? They were just thinking, "I'll bet he's for this, the thing I care about." And he wouldn't say it one way or another because why would you want to? Why would you want to end that fantasy? Well,
2: and he was very, very talented at hinting vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great idea, just enough to to fill the empty vessel with your hopes. Which is a great great idea. And you know, I was uh, listening to a a, a stupid debate, as usual, on cable news about uh, letting sixteen year olds vote, and the Democrat was in favor of it, and the Republican was horrified. Although he did a terrible job of explaining why, as usual. They're children. That's my argument. That is the argument he should have used. He kept using these like long esoteric statements. Have you ever? You you were sixteen. Have
0: you been around sixteen year olds? What do you think of their judgment? On a lot of things that they do know about. that's kind of cool. Now throw in some stuff they don't know anything about, and see what their judgment would be like on that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, but the the left knows that they're way better at charming celebrity candidates. You know, Donald Trump, notwithstanding. The the messaging is better on the left. They do better recruiting movie stars and and musicians and that sort of thing. Oh sure, Beyonce uh,
0: wearing Beto's hat is yeah. That's never going to happen with a Republican. So no matter it, what,
2: it's it's ironic to say this is uh, the guy from The Apprentice is is the president. But I think the left is much better at celebrity candidates. So that the trend toward no, I have no positions on anything. Why would I bother? But look how handsome and charming and comfortable in my own skin I am. And I skateboard. Right, and I skateboard badly, according to the attack ad I've heard.
1: I saw him for the first time just a month ago when he sat down with Oprah and me and the rest of the people in the audience thought, wow, this guy has this dynamic. Positive energy. Yeah, he has that raw talent. He
0: is very kind of Obama-esque, indeed. The women voted for him in the suburbs of Houston who hadn't voted Democrat before because they had a kind of better crush going on.
4: You know, he's wholesome and he's earnest. He's got that magic dust. Of course, his son is named Ulysses. I, I love that—that's his son's name. He has that gleam in his eye. Somebody, uh, Evan Smith, uh, in uh, the Texas Tribune
0: said, "Seeing him is like—it's like a Jesus Christ superstar seeing this guy in front of people. He's got that celebrity aura about him." And in that moment, he was owning that.
2: Yeah, that's not over the top at all. <laughs> Oy vey, that's too much. Signed, the tingle going up Chris
0: Matthews' leg. You cover politics for a living, and that's your uh, that's your assessment of them.
2: Why don't the two of you just make love and get it over <laughs> with? Oh, man. Wouldn't oh, Which you- reminds me, there are more sexual references on Veep than any show in the history of broadcasting. And female parts... They should like be considered part of the cast. They're referred to. So, so don't
0: much. watch it with the kids. Eh, it's up to you. <laughs> Depends on the kid. Uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and
1: Getty Show.
2: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome
1: to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore.